So good morning or afternoon. Uh, I'm Rick Woodham from Taggett and welcome to another installment of Digital Game Changer series. For those of you, this is your first time to join us. Well, welcome. And for those of you who have joined us previously, well, welcome back. You know, I'll tell you, I, I love my job. And, and one of the things I love about my job, in addition to meeting speakers like the one you will meet today, is every week when I talk to banks, I'm always learning something new about the pace at which banks are moving with their digital initiatives. And, and you know, we're just in an unprecedented time when, when you think about uh, how quickly uh, the environment and the markets around us are moving relative to what consumers and business customers expect from their banks from a digital uh, capabilities perspective. So it just, there's never a dull moment, I guess. And my hope is that with each of these sessions that we do, that you're able to walk away with one or two nuggets uh, that sort of help you in your particular digital journey, wherever you are uh, uh, at the bank you're working in today. So at Taggett, you know, we, we kind of enjoy helping banks define their digital strategies and implement innovative solutions. So it, it really is a bit of a pillar to how we think about engaging with customers today. So in our session today, we're joined by Mr. Mohammed Rushdie, who is a leading FinTech and digital transformation advisor in the Middle East. Mr. Rushdie is a seasoned technology professional and an executive with more than 25 years of experience across multiple industries, including financial services. Mr. Rushdie has been nominated as one of the top 50 CIOs at the IDC CIO Summit in 2021 of Digital Leaders in the Middle East. You can frequently find him as a guest speaker, like you are today, uh, on podcasts in regional and international conferences, and in a variety of fintech topics, uh, as well as what his contributions are to fintech work groups that he's part of. So, Mohammed, welcome to uh, to the Taggett Podcast, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Rick. Thanks a lot. It's really my pleasure to be with you today. Well, it's great to have you with us. So, uh, shall we get started with twenty questions? Oh, please, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll keep it to three or four. How about that? That's great. Please go ahead. So, so uh, I, I know that you have a bit of a, a global presence. I mean, I know you're exposed to a lot of things globally and internationally. But if we take just a few minutes and focus a little bit on the Middle East, what are some of the major technology trends that you see around the fintech industry in the Middle East today? And, and how do you think they're poised to grow over the next few years? Yes, thank you for, the, for asking this question. It's really very interesting. You know, uh, Middle East started the fintech journey, which is like maybe a bit later than the you know other parts of the world. But uh, we have to to say that it's a bit very fast happening. You know, maybe for, or fast forwarding, I would say, as well in the last two years, even like yeah, yeah, last two years, even during the COVID time, I think you know it started picking up big time here in our region. Yeah. Uh, it was in the beginning, which is like like everywhere else, is like B two C business to consumer, like most of the fintech you know uh, efforts going on with uh, for consumer based. But now we can see there is a shift as well to the business part, you know SMEs, corporates, yeah. and so on. And I think this is what we're going to see. We have only one unicorn in our region, which is like uh, you know account one company which is uh, as well as a B2C company. And, but I think we're going to see, we expect to have a unicorn from the B2B you know, or the SME part, hopefully soon here in our region. So you could see as well, there is very interesting thing happening. They have many FinTech centers happened in the last three, three to five years. So you can see in each and every country in the Middle East, there is a FinTech center, FinTech association. Uh, there is something called FinTech, which is the government is uh, maybe is, is pushing or, or supporting, uh, ecosystem is supporting. So you can see many FinTech centers. I think a good thing I can see as well in our region 
is some kind of you know competition you know we're trying yeah. to see who is winning because we are small small countries here in the middle east we are not very big you know compared to other places and each country has its own boundaries and regulation and so on so people start having a healthy competition okay which one is raising the highest fund which one is having the biggest company and so on so i think we have a very healthy ecosystem being developed mm. in the middle east and i think we are moving from a b2c which is still developing to a b2b which is started to be developed a year back mm. so so um, i'm glad you sort of mentioned the business side of things um, one of the things that we're seeing an emergence of uh, and actually it's not been recent it's really been over the last 12 or 18 months uh, but you're really starting to see an emergence of these micro SMEs. Now, I'll be very quick to tell you that I don't know a lot about the Middle East market. Uh, I've lived in Asia for almost 20 years now. Yeah. Uh, and I can tell you that the micro SME segment uh, is really that segment of those small shops. And many of them have not had banking relationships for many years, right? Yes. But, but they say small shops who don't want a corporate banking kind of feel. They really want that retail kind of digital experience but they do need a little bit of that rigor of maker checker kinds of things, right? Are you seeing the same thing across the Middle East as well? Yes, yes. You know, uh, you touched on a very important segment, actually. And here, what I can see, few fintechs coming out here. They are in early stage to to make this the work of these guys, which is most of the work in Excel today. Today, mm-hmm. but this is it's ninety percent of the economy in in the Middle East countries. Many of these ninety percent are SMEs or, or MSMEs. So. Yeah. These guys, the only payment, by the way, so only fintech. No, is the point here is the automation of their day-to-day work. It's not happening. Well, especially so when it comes to access to money, right? I mean, a lot of these small businesses would like to grow, but they just don't have really the access that 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 other companies might have access to in terms of funding. That is right? true. So, so you have two 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 concerns here. Two important things. One is access to fund. So you don't have many of the financing happening for MSMEs or SMEs. And I have a report to Arab Monetary Fund. We're talking about as well who funded SMEs. You know, we have around, I think I remember the report was saying, you know, some of the fintechs here, roughly maybe there is 15 to 18% of, uh, you know, uh, SMEs, you know, fintech mm. or apps or whatever. And only 5% of these or 3 to 5% only for, for getting the fund to them for financing mm-hmm. only. Oh, wow. The rest was only automation. So you, you rightly said people are not able to get the fund, they're not able to get a banking, you know, loans or financing and so on. So this is a very important part. You could see now things are happening. For example, you have buy now, pay later. It's, you know, explosion worldwide. But for for, for consumer, we yeah. have some buy now, pay later for SMEs, but a little, but in our region, we don't have it at all. So yeah. we could see the move from a financing point of view is one. We have a crowdfunding, some a very good successful crowdfunding here as well for SMEs or micro and SMEs. Uh, and then we have as well, you know, the automation part, which I could see many or few fintechs is happening now to automate, uh, you know, the, 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 the back office of SMEs or small SMEs. Mm-hmm. I said maybe the small ones mainly, which they cannot afford to go for any ARB or an application or a software. So these guys, they are doing it. Plus they are putting on top, that's the payment. Because even these guys, all what they do is do checks or t- money transfer and so on. They yeah. don't do cards, you know, they are not using cashless or whatever. We can, they are doing other means, actually. So people yeah. coming with a corporate card, you can you can call it, plus, you know, the back office automation. So we could see there is a very good wave, I would say, since maybe six months or a year started happening 
to cater for this, you know, segment, which, as you, you rightly said, it's a big segment, even in Asia and everywhere. But this segment are not taking, you know, they are not part of this kind of hype or vibe which was happening because everything was consumer, you know, me, me and everybody yeah. and the app and so on. And, you know, for another reason, because going into CMEs or which one, the, the risk is higher. You are worried about what companies, you know, what situation and so on. You need to do some more credit scoring and so on. So I think that was some of the challenges. But I believe things are changing nowadays here. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll tell you, I, I uh, when I think about the micro SME segment, I, uh, so I'm kind of the old guy in the group, right? So when I was growing up and my dad was trying to introduce me to a banking relationship, because in those days, there really was a, a branch I went to and had a relationship, right? But I remember, um, you know, I, I was trying to get a loan to buy my first car. And, and the bank was hesitant because you know, I had a part-time job in school, but I had no credibility, no credit worthiness, right? And yeah. I couldn't get credit worthiness until somebody loaned me the money and nobody would loan me the money because I didn't yeah. have any credit worthiness. And, and I sure didn't need a credit card because I was completely irresponsible in those yeah. days. So, you know, the micro SMEs are sort of in that same catch-22. So it's really good that some of the fintechs and some of the government entities uh, uh, are really kind of stepping up to help sort of bridge that ecosystem a bit for these guys. Because my view at the moment is whether they're your retail customers or your micro SMEs, um, the ecosystem with which you operate becomes quite crucial to your everyday way of, of sort of living life, right? Whether it's your small business or, you know, what you do as a consumer, right? So, so I'm quite keen for these guys to, to really get engaged. No, in I, I would say by next year, you're going to see some uh, great stories here from the region. I am just looking in some of this uh, initiative and fintechs. And as you said, government as well, we have given a, a very good fund here for SMEs SME and micros. So I think you're going to see some good movement and some good fintechs or, you know, innovations happening in here and with collaboration mm -hmm. with banking and as well. So I think uh, for uh, every 23, you're going to see something, you know, maybe more crystallized and uh, clear here in this segment. Yeah. So, so what are you seeing on the retail side from a perception perspective with consumers? Um, you know, again, uh, Asia has a very, has had a very rapid adoption of, of digital with con the consumer base, but that's been driven very much by payment accessibility, right? I mean, when I can go down to the guy who, you know, cuts my dog's hair and pay him with my telephone, I mean, there's a lot to be said for that, right? And so that's driven a lot of perception change across Asia for payment systems that have really gone truly real time and all that. Are you seeing similar shifts from a digital perspective on the consumer side in the Middle East today? The same, you know, every, you know, most of what's happening is starts from payments. So this is what's going on as of today. And I think mm -hmm. the payment segment is, is the king of fintechs as of today. Yeah. We have some very interesting, you know, maybe, as I said, we started a bit late than other region, but we're going fast. We have very interesting ones around B2B, you know, you know peer-to-peer -peer payment and so on. You know, as well, you know, the region here, I think UAE and Saudi are the biggest uh, worldwide for uh, uh, money remittances out mm. of the country. So lots of people here living uh, from Asia, from Arabic countries like Egypt yeah. and others, they transfer money to their families and so on. Uh, so you have lots of um, outflow of this kind of payment. So now there is solutions as well, which you can do it even for, we have very interesting thing you can see for labor, for example, the blue collars, which is they get a little of salary. They don't, they cannot just, they have to go and queue somewhere to uh, to do the transfer and pay maybe a, a big amount compared to the salary to transfer. 
We have a digital bank for digital banking apps, which is the guys you can get the money into the app and they can able to transfer it to their families and they get a very good rate as well. And now even this kind of digital banks are trying even to do some financing for them by now, by later, for example, or get a, an early access to their salaries. So mm. we are getting a really, it's a great thing happening around payment still. The ecosystem, because even the country, or as I said, you know, the demographics of people living in our region is, is different. So I think the payments is doing a great thing here. I think the other part, which I said, maybe the financing is still, it's still banking. And I think mm. there is some innovation happening from the digital banks. You know, we have few digital banks are coming up uh, in the region here. And this is his promise to even do the financing part. You know, you move from only a payment and um, and accounts and cars to the financing part, which I know mm. it's a bit difficult because you have to do all the things on, 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 on online and the real time and you have to do scoring. So I know, but I think it's happening from the consumer point of view. And now as well, because we have open banking is coming up. We have already regulation here in, in Bahrain started. Uh, Saudi already did done something this year. UE uh, is doing something, something done already. And by end of the year, you might see some uh, the, the, the full spectrum of um, maybe the, the regulation. So uh, Egypt is uh, some work is happening also about banking. You know, all the regions, there is lots of work about open banking. And I yeah. think as soon as open banking come, which I know it's focused more on payment, but moving from this to open finance, so you're going to see things are changing dramatically. This is what I can see. And many companies are coming, you know, to offer uh, different, you know, uh, products. I think uh, maybe embedded finance will come. So I think people are starting to see in the ecosystem what everyone position and what will play, you know, what the bank yeah. will play, you know, what is the fintech will play. And I think now we, we reach as well something which I found it very good that that, that incumbent and, 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 and fintechs, you could see there is a synergy, let us work together. I think uh, three years back, it was a zero-sum game, it's me or you, but now we could see the, the, the kind of, uh, you know, collaboration happening. And I would say it's going to be payment still, but I think we're moving to something else, which is financing, plus robo-advisory. Even we can see robo-advisory mm-hmm. with, with banking, by the way, now, the white-label products from a well-known robo-advisory companies, and they work together so you can find the investment. So things yep. are moving, and then you go in the crypto as well. We could see that we're going to have, have some crypto uh, you know, center, the new E, and I think this is a great initiative happened by the government recently. So you can see that move, moving from only payment to many more exciting, you know, exi- you know, areas as well in fintech. Yep. So, so I, I have a use case that's been stuck in my head for a while, and um, uh, and and I really believe from a technology perspective we're there, but but it just means putting all the parts together. And I, here's my use case, right? So, you know, the reality is is that most of us go through our life and and we need financing, right? Most of us are not disciplined enough to save enough money to pay cash for our car, cash for our house, right? And and there's nothing wrong with responsible lending, right? Nothing at all. So I had this use case where I walk into my local Toyota dealership. And as soon as I walk in, I get a message from my bank that says, Rick, I see you're at so-and-so Toyota dealership, right? We've pre-approved you for a a $15,000 loan if you're interested in buying a car, right? And and my bank establishes a dialogue with me proactively because I've given them access to my location. The yes. bank knows a lot about my spending habits, my credit worthiness, and they proactively engage with me while I'm standing in that Toyota dealership. 
And when you think about the power that brings to the bank and, and what you can do as a consumer, it really opens up a lot of possibilities. So I think that as we're starting to mature some of these technologies, especially around AI and voice-related technologies, I think some of these use cases will really be very commonplace because you're right. Three years ago, it was us and them. And we've kind of sorted out the fact that it's just us. It's all of us together, Ooh. right? So I, I think you'll see some of this come to fruition, or at least I hope I, you do, right? I, I think this use case, you know, it's everybody's dream. And I think I was even two years back or three years back for discussing something similar, you know. Uh, you are rightly said, you know, what you said, it, it does make sense 100% now with even having this open finance, open banking, where, you know, once you are there and it once, as you rightly said, if you give me the, your location and privacy will take care of it and all, I'm able to offer you instant, you know, a discount, even if you use my card, for example, in this shop now, I can give you whatever, you know, you can, you know, it's instant, I can do financing for you for this period or a loan for a car. So I think this is a great thing, you know, when bringing all the ecosystem mm. together, when all these parties talk together, when even as I've been discussing, you know, about, you know, what will happen with open finance and open banking, I said, you don't need to talk to a bank when you are buying a car. You go to the car, you like it, you put your ID, scoring happened, these three banks are there, choose one, you choose one, you're done, go to the police, whatever the Maruru or the traffic department, register, you drive your car in an hour or two, whatever. Yeah. And I think I have a very interesting use case happening in the region with one fintech, an Islamic fintech, we call it, and they are trying to do this ecosystem, bring everybody together, where you wanna, you don't need to go to the bank, you know, halas, because now your data, yeah. everything is connected, we are able to offer you this one. The bank will do a great role while the fintech, the, the player in the middle, the open banking guys or whatever, plus the retailer or the showroom, whatever uh, companies, so they'll be all together working together. Then you don't need to go to the bank, you know, yeah, you know, right. it's done. You know, I know, sorry, the word khalas, it means it's okay in Arabic. I'm sorry, I, I, I repeat it so people will not understand it. I'm sorry about that. Been finished, it's over. We can do it. So I think this is what, what we are all aiming for either from financing, payment, offering customer, you know, instant discount or, 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 or whatever. So I think this is what we are trying to achieve nowadays by, you know, technology is playing a big role, ecosystem player playing a big role, regulation is playing a big role. And now because all came together and they understand there's a big value for the economy, for sustainability, by the way, big time as well. So we need to do all of this together. So I think mm, I we hope to see this soon, inshallah. Yep, agreed. So, so what what do you think some of the major challenges are that you see banks facing across the region, in terms of kind of getting down this path, right? Because you and I are yes. talking about things that are very clear to us, but the day to day reality of what happens on the ground is truly a journey, right? So, what do you think some of the bigger struggles are? Uh, from you know, I, I sometimes I feel sorry for my colleagues. So I was in banking. I've been in banking so for a long time, and uh, you know now, first of all, bank. Most of banks they run in a legacy systems, you know. You know, even we will say we have the latest release, whatever you can call it, in a core system or whatever. Still, the banks running for a long time in a in a, in a core in, in their earlier core systems. Core system modernization is a very important for them. Regulation does not allow, or still maybe allow now to go for cloud. So we were start thinking about the cloud-based thing. So now there are lots of work they have to do at their, you know to tidy up the house, you know, the system mm. and technology and so on. At the same time, they want to move very fast when we like, uh, think like a fintech, you know. Yeah. The guys came with a fresh mind. They don't know about risk and all of the stuff which we have in banking. 
uh, and and so on. So they they have this this battle. You know, they are trying to work in their house to make sure it's all okay, it's ready for core, for open banking and the core systems and the back offices are okay. At the same time, they want to move very fast and the security to become in place. So I think this is like what what's happening with the. Yep. with them. The other thing I think banking is, is facing as well is a culture change, you know, because before we used to see being a seven bank, say, okay, I can do this one, you know, any technology you can do, by the way, it's not something far, but how long does it take you to do it? We'll be able to parameterize this one, or shall I go and talk to a fintech or an innovator? Mm-hmm. So you need the culture change is very important first, you know, but technology can do everything for you, but how and when? You can drive a car, it can take you from here to there for an hour, and you might drive something, you know, it can take you for half an hour, for example. Yeah. So you have to make sure that collaboration is the key. Working new technologies, you know, how is and making sure it's all ready and it's all updated and so on is another thing. You need to see how can you really balance both and work. The other thing is working with the regulators as well. Because I used to tell people, don't say regulators is making us late. No, it's not. Because regulators does not know about this innovation, by the way. Mm-hmm. You need to go and talk to them. So to manage all of this, I think it's becoming like a pressure for banks to move. And it's very important thing here I want to tell as well, you don't have to be in a blockchain use case because blockchain everyone's talking about, you know, it's it's a use case. Yeah. It's a business case at the end of the day. It might yeah. even sometimes don't bring money now, but can bring in the future. So you need to talk about short term and long term. And if you need to do something really, you know, like it, it should have a value or a purpose. It's not yeah. like, you know, we are not, as I said, digital transformation, I used to say, you should say transform it digital. Yeah. Because the transformation comes before being digital. You know, it, digital is a big enabler here. <laughs> so you have to talk about the transformation itself, the business case itself, what you are bringing to your customer and so on. And then you are able to put your roadmap and move on and get the right, you know, uh, you know, barter from a technology point of view and from a fintech and innovator point of view and so on. So I think this is what banks need to do and then move on. Uh, I think this like a more strategic. It's not a technological only. So we need mm-hmm. to bring all this together, have a roadmap and move because I think, you know, the role will change and you should accept that the role will change. As I said, you don't see a bank. I don't need to go to a bank branch to buy a car. Yep. I need to go to a showroom to buy a car. So it means yep. the roles will change. So technology will play a big role here. And then we might not need a branch, we might need a service centers and so on. So this thinking and the culture thinking need to be there. So so I, I, I always learn something, right? So the, the concept of transformation first and then digital is, is a bit eye-opening, right? Because the reality is we all see things through the lens, our own lens, right? Um, and, and banks are no different, right? Banks see things through the lens that they 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 have in front of them and one of the reasons why the partnerships with fintechs are bringing in new talent is important is it allows the bank to change the lens a little bit uh, and i think that's hugely important so so uh, uh, i want to kind of wrap this up into a nice package so you're an advisor right so i'm going to ask you to give the listeners a bit of advice right so what do you believe some of the key ingredients are for these banks as they're going through this transformation journey where digital is enabler to that journey, right? Because I, I love the way that that plays out, right? So what do you think are some of the key ingredients and what advice would you give these banks today? First of all, put your customer first. Think from the customer lens, not from the bank, not from the system. You know, forget about the system, the technology. Think about the customer. Customer experience become 
the most most important thing in this transformation we're having today. Put your strategy based on the customer needs, and the customer needs not today, even the future generation, because today we in our age on our level today, our need from not different from the Gen Z and whatever is gonna come. Then you need to put a roadmap, and this roadmap should handle all of these kind of you know requirements and so on. Work with all ecosystem around you because this is, can make a big, big difference. Don't look up yourself only because you can do everything. You can do everything after 10, 15 years, but you can do it today and tomorrow quickly, but, you know, quickly. Work with regulators. Be open to all the innovation. Appreciate each and everything idea comes to you, even if it's disruptive out of the box, because this is very important. Third, fail fast, you know, or fourth, fail fast. So it's okay to fail. No, 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 no issue at all. You might even, you know, you know, appreciate people failing fast and moving. So you have mm. to make sure that you know, if you fail fast and you move, then innovation will be in place. You're gonna move. You're gonna do something else. And think as banking today, tomorrow will not be not like today's bank. It's different. It will not a bank. It will be something else. Yep. So it kind of reminds me of the expression: there really is no standing still, right? Either you're yes. moving forward or people are moving forward around you. And by default, you're moving backwards, right? That's right. So, Mohammed, uh, what a great conversation. Uh, I've enjoyed being able to chat with you for a few minutes. And certainly good meeting you for the first time today. Thank you. It's my so, pleasure as well, Eric. It's very much a, yeah. my 